The following is a Down with a Dig production. This is Ohio Laborers Union and you, helping laborers understand the benefits of being part of a great union. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Ohio Laborers Union and you. I'm your host, Bethany Billy. Today we have with us Scott Higgins. He's a laborer out of Local 860, and also Brian Byers, who's a field representative with Laborers Local 860. Scott, give us a little day-to-day on what you do. I work for the city of Brooklyn, which is a suburb that borders Cleveland. And what kind of work do you do with the laborers? A little bit of everything, but mostly street repair, concrete, asphalt, um, street striping, crack sealing, all that kind of stuff. So you're really sort of in the line of fire when we talk about work zone safety. You're out there every day as people are flying by you, and you're just trying to, you know, make the roads better. And I am from Cleveland, so I know about potholes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they they uh, they seem to be coming up about eight months, nine months out of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, what it's like to work like that in those type of conditions. So I'll be honest, it seems I really I think it's going to be the last five years. Um, we've seen this huge increase of people seemingly in a, in a giant hurry or distracted all the time. Um, I mean, can't um, can't count the amount of close calls we've had, uh, especially um, a lot of times we paint at nighttime, you know, to avoid traffic, obviously, if we're doing main intersections or main streets. And the amount of times that we almost got hit is, is unbelievable. It was, it was really scary. It was terrifying. And I mean, we, you couldn't put up enough cones or lights or anything to uh, to avoid it. And cars just came flying by, people on their cell phones and it's, you know, it's one of those things you kind of keep in the back of your mind, keep your head in the swivel a little bit. And you were hit while working on the job, correct? Yeah. So um, it was a few days before Christmas um, this past this past year. And we were uh, we were doing some pothole repair and we were doing a lot of secondary mains and side streets. And, you know, there was a couple on on Brook Park Road, which is a a, a large five lane street. Um one of the busier intersection areas uh, in Cuyahoga County, probably. Um, and we were fixing a hole there uh, and we had a hot box being pulled by a dump truck. And then we had three guys working behind that. And then there was a truck with, you know, multiple flashers on it and stuff behind that, a pickup truck. And uh, there was a lady that came around. She had turned off of the street. Uh, made a left onto Brook Park Road, and we were working in the far right lane. She turned into the middle lane and, I guess, assumed the person in front of her wasn't going fast enough, so she sped up to go around them. Well, that's where we were at, so she cut back over, banged off that person's car, and kind of came flying into our work zone. Um, luckily, there was a pick, uh, a plow put on the front of that pickup truck because we had a pretty bad early snowstorm in December, and uh, I was standing in front of the plow, so she hit the plow, which in turn hit me and kind of threw me up onto the tree lawn. Wow. So that just goes to show this can happen at any time. I mean, you think, like you said, you know, you're doing late night work. That's when people are impaired or whether it's with alcohol or drugs or they're, you know, looking at their phones, it's dark out. They don't really see you two o'clock in the afternoon. There's no excuse for not being paying attention to what you're doing, especially when there's a road crew around. Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was, it was terrifying. And it really, it really came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, you're standing there working, you know, uh, having some conversation with the guys you're working with or whatever. And next thing you know, it just, you hear a look out and, you know, there's kind of that sound of accidents because she had banged off another car and then the screeching and just, 
yeah, but it was, it was broad daylight. It wasn't snowing. It wasn't raining. It was nothing like that. It was, you know, there was really no excuse other than she was in a big hurry and, and not paying attention. We also have with us today, Brian Byers. Brian is a field rep with Labor's Local 860. Tell us about what you do at 860, Brian. Uh, so since the merge, um, I was, uh, you know, retained as a, a business representative, field, uh, field representative uh, for uh, Labor's Local 860. Um, and basically overseeing a lot of the public sectors that uh, merged in with 860. You know, my day-to-days are you know, labor management meetings, uh, grievance hearings, disciplinary hearings, uh, along with getting out there and, you know, interacting with our members um, every day as well. Um, you know, public sector with 860 now has uh, a little over 2,000 members at this point. So basically, you know, Still doing the same thing, but uh, having more time to be out there interacting with our members now. And prior to being business manager, you were doing uh, similar work to what Scott did, correct? Correct. I was in the public sector. I was employed by the uh, city of Brook Park. And did you have a close call yourself or any experience similar to what Scott had? Not nearly as a close call uh, as Scott did. But, you know, there was always times when, you know, it, it, it wasn't nearly as bad, but you know, sun glare was always, uh, 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 you know, bad for drivers and, and distracted drivers, but uh, not nearly as uh, close as Scott, uh, you know, had. And how does that impact the local or the management at the local when you find out one of your members has been hit? You know, it, it's never good. And, and it's it's always concerning when you hear, uh, um, you know, one of your, your own members is involved in, in an accident like this, you know, especially now because it happens all all too often. And Scott, are you back to work now? I'm not, not yet. I had surgery and then I've been doing physical therapy and then hoping to get some kind of approval uh, Monday. How do you feel about that? Are you nervous about going back? I think I would be. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've always, uh, you know, I guess considered myself, you know, like I'm not afraid of anything type of, you know, but after, after that moment, it was a go home and hug your kids type of moment. It was, you know, I kind of, kind of replayed it, replayed in your head a little bit after. And it's definitely, definitely way more in the back of my mind, you know, now, I mean, we've always been very careful and really try to look out for the other guys you're working with. But I mean, sometimes there is just nothing you can do. I mean, uh, but yeah, there's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, weighed on me a little bit and, and, and makes you, makes you second guess a lot of things. That's for sure. And like I said earlier, one of the biggest things that we do do at Ohio Labors is take on uh, distracted driving initiatives. You know, recently we've been working with the governor's office on his hand-free Ohio uh, initiative that he's trying to do. And we also do work with uh, the For Ohio Coalition, which also awards, uh, what they try and do is award work to uh, union contractors for infrastructure throughout the state and also work towards uh, distracted driving bills. Um, or what do you think are some of the things that drivers can do? Or do you have a message for drivers out there when it comes to distracted driving? I do. I, I think that it's, it's, it's a two-part thing. It's distracted driving is no, no text message or call is really that important. You know, you can always pull over and, and check it a little bit later or make that phone call, you know, or, or use your hands-free device, obviously, in your car. Um, technology now really allows for that. Um, it's pretty standard, basically, in every vehicle. Um, and then secondly, it's just slow down and take your time. Even though it might seem in the moment that it's going to be a long time, it's usually only about a, a minute delay, you know, especially if there's, depending on the construction and 
you know, all those guys have families to go home to and, and women, they, they, everyone had, they have families to go home to and, and they're just out there doing a job. You know, it's funny because we kind of always laugh to ourselves that it's, you know, you see a lot of social media and stuff, people complaining about the potholes and everything. So they don't want the potholes, but they also don't want to be hindered by the work to fix the potholes, you know? So it's kind of a catch 22 there where, Hey, you know, at some point you got to let these, these people work and do their job to fix the infrastructure of the city. So. Absolutely. That's our biggest point that we really try and get across is that these folks want to make it home to their family and friends at the end of the day, like we do. And, you know, we have billboards in the 860 area, letting people know, you know, to slow down, pay attention. You know, our friends and family work here. We have commercials that we're running during the Reds uh, and Indians game. So we're really trying to do our best to educate the public. Um, unfortunately, you can educate and educate, but, you know, sometimes people think that email or that phone call or text is more important. One thing with the public sector and some of the municipalities um, that we do have and, and do a lot of their own asphalt work, like uh, Scott in Brooklyn, you know, sometimes um, these members are a little more vulnerable than, say, you know, the big construction site, uh, you know, where where it's a, a pretty big project because these are, you know, pop up work work zones. So it's not that constant, um, you know, that 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 constant factor in an area, you know, on a daily basis. Say, for example, you know, someone is accustomed to take the same route every day to work and, you know, they're comfortable with driving that route. Well, normally, if there's a big, you know, if there's a, a tear out and they're doing a whole road and whatnot, um, you know, it, it's pretty everybody's pretty aware of it. Uh, leading up to it. Um, but some drivers aren't conditioned where, say, a small work uh, zone pops up and like, like Scott was and they were filling a pothole. Um, that conditioned driver that takes that route normally um, isn't used to it. Whereas, you know, there is a, a construction zone and, and there's going to be a, you know, two, three, four, five, maybe even a year project being done so that, you know, everyday driver gets conditioned to that route, they know, hey, there is going to be some construction being done here. So I, I think a lot of the times um, the public sector, when, when they are, they're more of the pop-up and, and they're not in there for a long period of time. So they, they sometimes are more vulnerable to being, uh, you know, uh, affected by distracted drivers. Uh, as Scott stated, you know, there's normally a dump truck and a hot box uh, with, you know, a lot of times a roller behind, sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't, but that is, you know, that crew is, is, you know, roaming. They're not in one spot at one time. They may have uh, a couple of holes in an area that they hit and it's on to the next area. So it's not, a, it's not a constant um, area or um, a specific area where it's, you know, around the whole city. Yeah, like when I drive to work, there's a bridge being done here in Columbus, and they have been working on that bridge for almost a year now. So I know that that construction's there. But you're talking about they're just filling potholes, so they're popping up. And people might not be aware that these are work zones are going to be there on their you know ride to work the next morning like I am every day. Exactly. And that's a great example, Beth, because like you said, granted, you know, you know what you're what you're in for every morning. What are some of the things that Local 860 is doing, um, Brian, to help with work zone safety and assist their members? 
Um, unfortunately, you know, we've had some work zone intrusions uh, in the past couple years. Um, and I know that uh, Local 860 has showed up in numbers um, to show our solidarity, um, basically, for our members and, um, you know, showing the violator, basically, you know, that we take this seriously. Um, so, you know, again, that's something, obviously, as you said earlier, the billboards, um, you know, along with, again, on the public sector side, we, I have myself been sitting down and meeting with directors and uh, actually just met with the direct uh, commissioners from the city of Cleveland um, on a collaborative effort, <clears throat> you know, to kind of set the standard that, uh, you know, our private side members are, you know, accustomed to on a day-to-day basis. Um, because, you know, again, the public uh, sector and, and private sector are a little different, whereas these public sector guys, they, they don't, they're not afforded the, uh, the, the apprenticeship, um, you know, where our private side guys do, and they are, you know, they go through the classes uh, and the work zone setups. So basically, that's something I've been kind of leading the charge on with the public so- sector side. And they do, some of the resources they do use are like, some of your nation's rents and stuff like that offer um, classes or, or, or um, you know, they, they send an instructor down for a day. But that's right now kind of what we're doing to try to get everybody um, on the same page. And, um, you know, there's basically a standard that, that 860 wants, especially on the public side. And it's pretty much what the guys on the private side are accustomed to as well. Yeah, but that can be hard because you're working with all these different municipalities throughout the city of Cleveland, all the little suburbs like Brooklyn and Parma Heights. So, I'm you're trying. What you're saying is you're trying to get a standard across all of those, as because it's hard when you got to go through city through city through city, and have them all agree to the same thing. Yes, absolutely. And and since we became 860, um, I've actually had some of the uh, municipalities, you know, actually reach out to me. Because they are, you know, they are well aware of, of you know, the members of 860 and, and what they do on the private side. And they've actually seeked help from us and where to start and what, what can they do to protect our members moving forward. Um, you know, and, and so we have been. We've been collaboratively working um, with them and, and trying to kind of get some things in order to, uh, you know, hopefully get kind of a set standard. And what about you, Scott? Do you think there's anything that the municipality could have done better for you? I think I will say I speak for Brooklyn uh, specifically. Uh, they do a pretty good job. Uh, we looked into year about three years ago. We had someone come in from the state that um, they did a free seminar. And we, we actually invited, I think, a couple of guys from Brook Park and Parma Heights, which are bordering cities um, that are also in 860. And they hit, they sent a couple of guys and it just, it was, you know, showing the correct way to set up work zones and um, the proper distance to have your signs back and stuff like that, because that's not really stuff that we're ever trained to do. As Brian was saying, we don't go through an apprenticeship necessarily and stuff. It's a little bit more, um, kind of learn from from the coworker, you know, and how, 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 how you do it. But there is no consistency across the board of the municipalities or even the city of Cleveland of, of how stuff is done. So um, this specific incident, no, there was really nothing I don't think we could do aside from maybe not being in that area that time of day just because it's, it's, a, it's a large retail area and it was around Christmas time. Um, but other than that, uh, there's, there's really nothing that, that could have been done uh, this specific time. I mean, 
the we have a, a large signboard that we got um, about eight years ago. The first day we had it out there, some guy drove right into the back of the thing. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't much more you could do than put a massive, you know, sign signboard flashing with an arrow, and the guy drove right into the back of it. And luckily, the the two guys that were working there in front of it didn't get hurt. But oh, that's really disappointing to hear. Like, yeah. what more can you yeah. do to let people know there's a work zone than a giant flashing <laughs> sign? Oh God! Yeah, absolutely. It was. I mean, it was. It, it was. It was good because we can kind of laugh about it now. But yeah, it was. It was one of those things that was like, well, we made this big investment, and even this thing's not not preventing it. So, um, I, I I agree with what you said earlier. I think it's it really falls back so much on the drivers that one kind of has to take a little bit of self responsibility when on the road and and recognize that people are out there trying to make the roads better. Um, but you got to stay off your cell phone and you got to slow down a little bit and you might get to your destination a few minutes later and it's not going to be the end of the world, you know, because the, the alternative can be pretty bad. So Scott, what are some of the issues that you're dealing with still day to day, uh, from your accident? Physically, you know, I'm still going to physical therapy right now. Uh, obviously my knee's never going to be the exact same, um, which is where I have my specific injury. Uh, the other part of it is think as I, I maybe mentioned a little bit earlier but you you kind of start second guessing what you're doing out there you're you know you're you're a little nervous about about going back out there gun shy if you will um looking over your shoulder a little bit more and it's definitely still replays in my head um because there's really there's really no way to prevent what happened um as you were saying before other than people paying attention and so i, I guess i kind of still still think twice about it a little bit and I don't know if it's just going to be a matter of getting back out there and doing it again, and and, and maybe it'll go you know go away over time, or if it's just one of those things that's always going to kind of be in the back of your head and you're going to be a little nervous about it. It sounds like it's sort of like not to compare it, but you know, getting back on a horse after you get bucked off, you're going to be concerned and you're hurt, and hopefully mentally you'll just be able to push through that block. I would, oh God, that would be hard. I would be. Sorry, I don't mean to have my own public opinion, but I feel like that would be so difficult to go back out there and work and do the same thing that you were doing before when you got hit by a car who wasn't paying attention and expect it not to happen again. I don't know how good on you for doing that. You know what? It's it's funny because I actually, I compare it to, um, so I coach a, a 12-year-old baseball team and uh, obviously 12-year-old kids aren't the most accurate uh, throwers. So, you know, there were some kids that throw pretty hard and a couple of guys got hit by pitches and, you know, one specifically uh, up near the face. And it's like, Hey, I want to tell them, uh, you know, the next game, get back out there. But you know, it's terrifying, you know, especially at their age and stuff like that. And so it's, it's easier for me on the outside to say, Hey man, get back in there, ready to go. But that kid's in the back of his mind thinking, man, last time I did this, I got hit in the face. So that's kind of what I've been comparing it to a little bit, you know, it's just, yeah. Hey, it's, I gotta, it's easy to say to do it, but in the back of your mind, I mean, you're, Mine's a strong thing, so it kind of kind of takes over a little bit. And will you be go- going back to full duty when you if you do get cleared? Yeah, hopefully everything works out. Yes. And do you have a, a family, and how did this impact them? I do. So I have a 12 year old son and a four year old daughter, and then uh, I've been married for uh, 10 years. Um, it uh, you know it was it caught my wife off guard when I told her originally. Um, you know we were filling out the paperwork and stuff at work after the accident and. 
she thought I got like hit, like I was inside the car. And then, you know, when I got home and explained her everything, you know, it was like, Whoa, <laughs> just like, that's, I didn't realize this happened and stuff, you know, but, um, no, I mean, she definitely same boat, I guess I'm in. It's just, it's somewhat of a necessary evil, but it's also kind of second guessing like that, you know, Hey, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a giant danger to this job that I don't think that everyone realizes all the time. Well, no, it's sort of like you think, oh, that stinks. And then until it actually happens to you, you're like, oh, no, that really stinks. Like, this, this really, <laughs> yeah. something really major could happen to me. Like, it's always in the back of your mind, and then it almost did. So now it's going to be on the forefront, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Um, about, I want to say it was two years ago, they had a, an incident where uh, a couple of guys were painting lines on the freeway entrance on the next city over from mm-hmm. us at nighttime. And they got, it wasn't even nighttime. It was maybe like evening and they got hit. Um, and I think one of them passed away actually. And I'm not sure about the other one, but, and the, the, the girl that hit him ended up keep driving and she went to Chipotle to pick up her boyfriend. I know exactly and what you're but talking it was, it was, about. I saw the news footage okay. and it was horrible. Yeah. They showed the car that she was driving that hit the person and it had part of his safety jacket in her windshield and she just kept driving after she hit them. Yeah. And I don't know if, uh, you know, for people that have, have not seen those vehicles before, I mean, those things look like spaceships. There's so many lights on the back of those, you know, paint machines and stuff because they're always working at nighttime. And it's like, and those people, are, you know, almost always, you know, have the, uh, the, the reflective gear on head to toe and then it got hit. And so that kind of, you know, that was, that was on the back of my mind for a while. And I, you know, didn't know those people, obviously I felt for them, but it was one of those jobs we had talked about before that I was doing and I saw how many close calls we had. And then it happened, you know, right, right by us. And I'm like, you know, that, that guy's not going to go to his home to his family tonight. It's just scary stuff. Absolutely. Well, Scott and Brian, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy days to talk about work zone safety and Scott, your accident. And we wish you all the best of luck. And hopefully on Monday, you will hear that you are cleared to go back to work full time in Brooklyn. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Although this week's marks National Work Zone Safety Awareness Week, this isn't just a one-week initiative. This is an every day you're driving out on the road that you should be paying attention to what you're doing, putting down your phones, not being distracted, and not being impaired. To hear more about how the Ohio laborers are working to make sure our members stay safe uh, while working in work zones, and to see our commercials, please go to ohldc.com slash you. Views and comments on this program may not be those of the Ohio Laborers District Council or of LIUNA. This has been a Down with the Dig production.